Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Subscribe at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. As a subscriber, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. Sound good to you? Go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. That's TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch, and get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show that's doing it again. My name is Greg Tupper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live, texasfootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, all the places, or you listen to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing a part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making it sound good. She is the Duchess of the Door. She's actually pickle. Do you- do you know where you're at? You good Barely. over there? <laughs> Hi, everyone. Hi. Today's Thursday, March 31st, 2022. 238 days till Thanksgiving. Here's why I am I have a puzzled look on my face. You look very skeptical right now. Because uh, I'm, I'm trying to find somebody who's born today. Happy birthday. 15th birthday. Oh, God. To ABCDABUDU, who is a TikTok star. A B he's from Houston. A B C D A B U D U is his name. They've just and there's like multiple photos of this dude, all making the stupid gurning face. I'm like, who? Um That like that's a statement that just makes me feel old. He is the number twenty ranked fifteen year old TikTok star. <laughs> Holy cow. They have, they have rankings like I just want to put this out there. He is on this website that I'm on. He is listed three spots ahead of Al Gore, who's also turning 74 today. Happy birthday, Mr. Vice President. And he's That dude was almost the president of the United States, and he is being beaten by ABCDABUDU. Who is the 20th ranked 15-year-old on TikTok. He's not even the most popular TikTok star born today. That would be Anna Stowell, who is turning 21 today. She is the number one ranked Anna. Where do I website. rank? Like, I don't have a TikTok, but do you think I could get ranked in something? We... We deserve to be destroyed. <laughs> It's episode 1,359. On today's show, friends, we've got uh, a top 10. I've got my top 10 most intriguing 2022 Texas non-conference college football games. It's a lot of word salad, but I think it makes sense. Yeah, you're taking up my entire lower third over here. (laughs) In the back half of the show, we had some friends from uh, Tyler come in uh, Mm -hmm. to talk about the Earl Campbell Tyler Rose Award and all the things that they do there. Uh, We will hear from them a little bit about one of the most prestigious awards in Texas college football. We'll get into that in the back half of the program. Do we first four through the door? We sure do. It was Rob Hathaway, Nick Morton, Tony Blaylock, 
and O3 bodied stepside. Welcome in, fellas, is, and possibly lady fella. Is, I don't know about bodied stepside. Is he or she related to A B C D A B U D U? It very well could be, and we're about to get a complaint letter for not being respectful enough we, of we said TikTok we star. We absolutely deserve to be destroyed. Okay. Um, it's top 10 Thursday. List Thursday. It's list Thursday. And on today's list, uh, the college football schedules are in Texas college football for 2022 are mostly out. Some of them being changed, as in yesterday. <laughs> so if you didn't hear, um, we mentioned this a few weeks ago, but Conference USA, there were three schools, Marshall, OG, Old Dominion, Southern Miss. and Southern Miss, who are leaving for the American Athletic Conference. Early. And they have said, we want to leave now. The idea was everyone's going to leave for the 2023 season. Yes, play one more and then be done. But um, because, like, for example, Rice is moving from the, to the AAC. North uh, Texas is. North Texas, UTSA. Mm -hmm. They're moving. Uh, but there was going to be the, uh, I think the idea was, okay, you guys can leave, but wait until the 2023 season, do one more year, and then we'll blow it all up, and then we'll be able to welcome mm -hmm. in, like, Sam Houston State's joint, or Sam Houston's joint, right. et cetera. Which is kind of when the Big 12 was going to blow up anyway, so it was just going to be one giant explosion that was going to work out for everyone. So what happened was that Old Dominion, Marshall, and Southern Miss go, well, we want to leave early. We want to leave now. And... The, and, and Conference USA was like, well, no. It ended up, I believe, going to court or something, or they were starting legal proceedings, but they came to a settlement. And long story short, if you're a Conference USA member, your schedule is getting torn up right now, and it's going to be, you're going to get a new schedule. Mm -hmm. Now, that is unlikely to change non-conference games, uh, simply because... There are you've got to sign those in advance and things like some that. Some of the weeks switched around. Though. Yes, like, there will be some movement, but all of that is to say that I made this list before that happened. <laughs> so I've come Here goes up nothing. with uh, <laughs> I've come up with my my ten most intriguing non-conference college football games in Texas in 2022 across all 12 FBS teams. Um, and by the way, before we start. Um, I have tried to. There were some some games that that got left on the cutting room floor. Uh, I tried to spread this out a little bit more. That like, for example, you may be like, well, why isn't um, somebody plays Colorado? I mm -hmm. want to say like, like for example, TCU has a bunch of really interesting non-conference games. Yeah. I believe I only I limited them to one. I tried to limit them as much as possible okay. to spread this out. So, we'll start with number ten. Rice at USC. Okay. So I want to be very clear about this. Rice is probably not going to win this game. They're it would not, be cool if they did. It would be super cool if they did. <laughs> They'll be big underdogs. But this is super intriguing simply because Rice gets to be the first, fire the first salvo at Lincoln Riley, Lincoln Riley USC head coach. Uh, there will be a lot of attention paid to this game. Mm -hmm. Rice will get some of that attention simply because they're going to be there too. And you get to go play out there, which is awesome. They're going to be major underdogs. But can you imagine Hoot. the Hoot. the craziness if U.S. if Rice was even just to stay close? Mm -hmm. If they were to, if they were to lose this game, thirty-one twenty-four, can you imagine the panic that that would set off? Oh yeah, Lincoln in Los Riley Angeles? panic, Caleb Williams panic, all of it. And by the way, a lot of moving parts at USC. Rice going to be a little bit more stabilized. 
Mm -hmm. Keep an eye on that one. That's number 10. Number nine. Boise State at UTEP. So you remember last year, Boise State, uh, UTEP went up, I believe, like week three. Mm -hmm. It was right after or right before we went out to El Paso. Yes. Um, they were flying up to Boise to play uh, UTEP, and that was, uh, or UTEP was flying up to Boise to play Boise State, mm-hmm. and that was UTEP's big non-conference test. Yes. Um, it did not go well for UTEP, no. but in talking with folks out there, they feel like we went out there and we just didn't play well. Mm-hmm. They felt like if they had played well, they would have had an opportunity. It was also, wasn't it a weird kickoff time, or was I yeah. making that I up? I want to say it was a late night kick. Yeah, it was um, real weird. And so... Now, now Boise returns, uh, gets the return, or UTEP gets the return game back at the Sun Bowl, and I think this is going to be a really nice measuring stick for how sustainable UTEP football is. Um, they get them at home, where they were very good last year, mm-hmm. and there are some key, you know, components there to to what UTEP's going to be br- be bringing back, but. How do they measure up? Do they go out there and they get their doors blown off and is it back to same old UTEP? Or do they hang a little bit better with Boise or maybe even beat them? I give them an opportunity to do that. So uh, that is my number nine pick, Boise State at UTEP. Number eight. UTSA versus the Land Troops. So UTSA is going to West Point in week two. And again, a lot more attention. The problem with being good is that you get a lot more attention the next year. Mm-hmm. And UTSA has got some key pieces to replace, including Sincere McCormick, including a couple key pieces on the defense. There's going to be a lot of hype around UTSA. And now they go on the road to play Army, to play uh, the to play the troops and play that triple option. They played Army last year, correct? They did. Down, back home. Yeah, and they won. Yeah. But this is a tough this is a tough matchup. Mm-hmm. I mean, going on the road, uh, 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 Mitchie Stadium is not fun to play in. Switching time zones. Um. The, they're switching time zones depending on when this game kicks. If it's an early kick, that would be another advantage for Army. Mm-hmm. Uh, playing the triple option is a, is a chore. Uh, and it's still going to be week two, so there's going to be a lot of questions about what uh, what UTSA looks like. That's why it's my number eight most intriguing non-conference game. Number seven. Baylor at BYU. A lot of intrigue in this one. Uh, again, you know, the, the knock on Baylor for a long time was they just never scheduled anybody in non, non-conference. Mm-hmm. Well, now they've scheduled somebody in non-conference, and it's a future Big 12 bunkmate. Yep. Remember, the Big, uh, BYU is going to be joining the Big 12 here in a couple of years. Uh, Baylor is now going up to Provo. They lost at home last year to BYU, mm-hmm. didn't they? I believe that. Uh, or they played them really, really tight. tight. Let's see. That's a great question. Because I think we remember saying something. Someone said, welcome to the Big 12, and I don't remember which way it went. <laughs> um, 2021, they, uh, Baylor won. Okay. Uh, but it was a tight game. It's 38-24. Okay. Um, ba- you know, it ended up being a really good win for B- for Baylor. Mm-hmm. Now they got to go on the road to, B- to BYU. There's a lot of intrigue here because, remember, their offensive coordinator at Baylor is Jeff Grimes, who used to be the offensive coordinator there at BYU. Mm-hmm. How does that translate uh, you know what do they do they have a little bit of uh, of uh, you know an axe to grind a little bit I, I'm very intrigued by this it's a, a legitimate tough road non-conference game for Baylor that we haven't seen them play in a little bit so very interesting Baylor at BYU number six 
SMU at North Texas. In the season opener. Eh. Um, <laughs> UNT actually opens, uh, has a week zero game for the first time in program history against UTEP. So ah. we start off with a conference game oh, now. Oh, never mind. In week zero, conference game well, in El Paso. Yeah, for now. For now. <laughs> we'll see how this goes. So this will be, so that's, it's definitely the opener for SMU. Yes. SMU is going to come calling to, um, to North Texas. And there's a ton to pay attention to here. One, it's the debut of Rhett Lashley. Yep. Uh, there as SMU. They've, of course, got some key, uh, some pieces to replace. North Texas has some pieces to replace. Yes. What do they look like going in? How how do they handle coming home, uh, coming home and playing their first home game, mm. or we think? Um, <laughs> could be. <laughs> could be. Well, it will be their first home game, that's yes, for sure. Yes, yes. So a lot of moving parts here, and I think we'll get a really nice early glimpse at to what uh, both these Texas programs look like in 2022 with SMU going to North Texas in week one, the opener for now for SMU in the second game for North Texas. Into the top five, number five. How about a Conference USA? This is fixing to be a future conference matchup, but Houston at Correct. UTSA. Yeah. Um, this has now replaced the, this is the, the stand-in for, uh, you remember last year, Houston opened uh, with Texas Tech. Mm-hmm. And it was the anxiety bowl of, oh my gosh, the winner of this game, probably yeah. going to keep their job. The loser of this game, probably not. And boy, howdy, were we wrong. <laughs> it was complete opposite. Matt Wells lost his job. Dana Holgerson went off and had one of the best years in Houston history. Now Houston's got to go to UCSA. Uh, a lot of expectations around Houston to contend for and potentially win the American Athletic Conference. UTSA, of course, the defending conference USA champions. This is a certified outstanding game. Uh... How does Houston handle going on the road in their opener uh, and figure out exactly what they are? I think there's there's a lot of moving parts with Houston, and, and we're going to find out exactly what happens in week one. Uh, this game would be less interesting in week four. In week one, it's really fascinating. Yeah. And so it's my number five most intriguing non-conference game. To number four. This one flew under my radar, but Miami at Texas A&M. Yeah, I don't know if you guys knew this, but That's pretty uh, cool. the Hurricanes are coming to Texas Kyle A&M. Field, yeah. Coming to Kyle Field. And look, A&M does not... A&M usually does this. They usually schedule one power... And I think I, I, it might even be an SEC edict, uh, but they usually schedule one power five non-conference game. Yeah, because then they'll play their weird yes. week 11 game against some, some yeah. team that they should, they should smash. So it's Florida, uh, say play Miami this year, right? Uh, in 2023, they are going to Miami. Okay. 2024, they host Notre Dame. Ooh, ooh, that's... 2025, they're at Notre Dame. They've got a home-and-home home in 26-27 with Arizona State, and then they get Louisville 28-29. How about that? So they've got these uh, these these games they've scheduled. Now, Miami has a new coach, perhaps you heard. Um, they are trying to figure out exactly what they are. There's a ton of resources uh, being uh, uh, being pumped into them now that Mario Cristobal is, is there, kind of guy coming home from, from Oregon mm-hmm. to take over. Um. And, and, and look, they're going to be playing with a chip on their shoulder, and this would be a signature win for Miami. Mm-hmm. Make no mistake, I think to is going to be the favorite in this game, not just because they're at home, but I think they're the better team. But they are facing a team that I think is going to want to make a statement. And I'll need to check. I want to see what Miami's schedule looks like. This might be their first like actual game. Yeah. So they play Bethune-Cookman and Southern Miss. Okay. So they're going to be 2-0 and coming into this game. This could be a matchup of undefeated almost certainly because A&M opens. Although A&M plays Sam Houston, they should win that. But then Appalachian State's not a pushover. No. I would just say 
that for, for A&M, they need to be on the lookout for a team that is hungry to show that things are different at the U. That's number four. Number three. Let's run it back. Houston at Texas Tech, going now, to Lubbock this time. Remember, though. this game was at NRG last year, mm-hmm. and Tech went in and made a big comeback and beat Houston. We thought this was a real telltale sign of where things were going. Uh, not not the case, obviously. Um, they have really turned things around, and this is also a future Big 12 matchup. Yes. Um, but this is for this is a game that I think is really intriguing. It is the first FBS game for uh, Joey McGuire as the head coach at Texas Tech. It is the first road game for uh, uh, this is the this is the first road game for Houston. They oh, or no, I'm sorry, they go to out to UTSA. So. How do they progress? You hear all the time that the you make the most growth between week one and week two. How much does Houston grow? How much does Tech grow? Mm-hmm. Uh, really intriguing and will kind of set the tone not only for this year, but I also will think will set the tone for what the Big 12 looks like going forward. So very intrigued to see what Houston and Texas Tech do uh, in week two. Number two. How about future SEC partners in Alabama and Texas? That is so weird to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's going to take a minute to get used to. I'm not sure if you guys knew this, but Alabama's coming to Austin this year. That's big time. Um, and look, anytime, anytime Alabama goes anywhere, it's noteworthy. Um, it is particularly noteworthy because for a, a number of reasons. One, it is a measuring stick for Texas as they are at least one year, potentially two or three years away from having to face Alabama every single year, mm-hmm. right? Um, that is something that I think needs to, you, you know, you, you need to reckon with how exactly does this look like, uh, does this look, what is that, what does that gap look like right now for Steve Sarkeesian? This would be the biggest win of his tenure at, te- at Texas by a factor of 10. Oh, and you know, there's personal um, wants to win too. There, of course, he's a former <laughs> Alabama assistant. Uh, there's a lot of storylines here uh, when Alabama comes calling to Texas. Now Alabama is going to be an under are going to be the favorite here. Uh, I think an understandable favorite. They're going to be a national title contender. Texas is not there yet, in my opinion. But a lot of intrigue and a great measuring stick for Texas as they welcome in uh, the national runner-up in Alabama. Which brings us to number one. Along the same lines of uh, personal ties here, TCU at SMU for the Battle of the Iron Skillet. Put aside for a moment the rivalry aspect of this. Put aside the fact this is the Battle for the Iron Skillet, SMU won it last year, all that fun stuff. Uh, Put aside the fact that TCU, a lot of moving parts there. Mm -hmm. Don't know exactly what they're going to look like. SMU, same thing. A lot of moving parts, with, with, especially on the defensive side uh, for SMU. Put that aside for a moment. This is Sonny Dykes returning to the school that he left. Mm-hmm. This is, and, and I feel and, like and not by on the, way, the coolest terms, and you b- know. Right. By the way, SMU fans don't like Sonny Dykes. No. No, 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 if no, this no. game, This game would it be... It felt like betrayal is absolutely. what it felt like. It felt like you're, like... Imagine if you were the coach at Texas and you left for Oklahoma. Yep. Okay. That's what that's what Sonny Dykes did. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, you know, and, very and, Chris Beard esque. In, in the eyes of SMU fans, he's a traitor. Yes. Right. This game would be number four, probably number three, maybe if this game were in TCU. Yeah. The fact that this is on the hilltop mm-hmm. makes this all the more intriguing. 
you add in the rivalry aspect of it, you add in the fact that SMU has has won it, you know, been been the dom the more dominant force here. I think it is undisputedly TCU at SMU, the Battle of the Iron Scale, the most intriguing non-conference game in Texas in 2022. And I really like that that one's week four because typically week four, there's a little bit of a lull, it kind of seems like, because it's a lot of teams before they get into, or it would be like the first, you know, uh, conference play games. And those are kind of like, meh. Mm -hmm. So that's, I like it. Right. So there it is, my top 10 most intriguing non-conference Texas college football games in 2022. Let me know which ones you think should be on the list. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at TCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells, and of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Hope you'll consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. That's our subscription package. Two magazines and a year's worth of exclusive online content at TexasFootball.com. If you go to texasfootball.com slash subscribe. Pickle. Um, let's see. When was this? Oh, gosh. It was last week. Last yeah. Thursday? Uh, yes, that sounds that about feels right. right. Uh, we had some in-studio guests, uh, Henry Bell and Cindy Smoke. Henry Bell, the president of the Tyler Area Chamber of Commerce, and Cindy Smoke, the executive director of Sport Tyler. More importantly, they run the Earl Campbell Tyler Rose Award, mm -hmm. which uh, is handed out to the most outstanding college offensive player with ties to Texas, either you played college football in Texas or you are a Texas high school football alumnus. Last year, of course, Bailey Zappi, the quarterback from uh, Western Kentucky who went to Victoria. Ooh, hold on. I will get. I, 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 I would like to go to Victoria at some point, so I want to make Victoria East. East. Victoria East. Um, he won it. Uh, guys like Kyler Murray and Baker Mayfield have won it in the past. Mm -hmm. In any case, we had a great conversation about the award. Uh, here's our conversation with Henry Bell and Cindy Smoke of, uh, of Tyler and the Tyler Rose Award here on Texas Football Today. Dave Campbell's Texas Football is so proud to partner uh, with the Earl Campbell Tyler Rose Award, and uh, here to talk about it. Here we got the beautiful award here, and here to talk about it uh, are a few key members of the Earl Campbell Tyler Rose Award uh, staff. Here we're joined by the uh, by uh, Henry Bell of the Tyler Area Ch uh, Chamber of Commerce. Uh, Henry, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks uh, for having us. And we are joined by uh, Cindy Smoke, the president of Sport Tyler. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Uh, thank you so much for, for joining us. Uh, um, let me start with you, uh, Ms. Smoke. For, for those who don't know about the Earl Campbell Tyler Rose Award, what, what can you tell people about this, uh, this honor? Well, it's a, a D1 college football award. It's handed out to the best offensive player in the country uh, that has ties to Texas. And that could be either born in Texas, played Texas high school football, played at a Texas JUCO, and then maybe transferred you know, out of state. And, or is currently playing for a D1 Texas college. Uh, and, and Mr. Bell, you know, you guys have, have honored a number of outstanding playmakers over the years. This past year's winner uh, was Bailey Zappi, who, of course, set records there at, at Western Kentucky. Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, I mean, the list of, of, of honorees goes on and on. I have to imagine that, from your perspective, uh, to have an opportunity to honor these guys with such a prestigious award is, is, is really satisfying. It, it really has. Our original goal was to... <laughs> Uh, not only honor the players, but bring uh, some recognition to the Earl Campbell brand, of course, and, and to our community. I mean, we're pretty lucky as a community as to to have a famous football player who's not only still alive, 
but his nickname had the name of our community in it. <laughs> so, you know, you pick it up with the Tyler Rose, um, which is an advantage we have over a lot of the other awards. You know, you could uh, hear someone mention the, the Debbie O'Brien Award. Well, people don't necessarily where that originates from. Right. So. Yeah, there's no mistaking where the Earl Campbell Tyler Rose <laughs> Award is, is located. And, and Ms. Smoke, uh, I have to imagine that, you know, of course, Earl Campbell, the legend there, not only in East Texas and not only in Texas, but, uh, you know, renowned around the world. Uh, I have to imagine that that really gives you guys such a great entree to tell people about Tyler and, and this part of the world, East absolutely, Texas. Absolutely, absolutely. He, um, you know, we have a, a gift shop downtown at our visitor center and we've got uh, a book that was written about Earl and we've got a few other uh, gift items, but you can mention his name and, and everyone knows who he is and knows, you know, what he, what he achieved and um, yeah, it opens up a conversation for sure. Uh, Mr. Bell, you know, I would be remiss if we didn't mention that, uh, you know, our late founder, uh, Dave Campbell, often joked that uh, that that uh, Earl Campbell called you know uncle you know cousin Dave stuff <laughs> like that maybe the two most famous Campbells uh, in in Texas football history kind of linked together and 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 so it, to me it, it feels like that's such a natural fit to have Dave Campbell's Texas football partnering with the, the Earl Campbell Tyler Rose Award yeah it really is not just the, the name identity <laughs> and as a matter of fact we were talking to Earl's son Christian mm -hmm. um, this morning and he said the same thing that Earl said he always called him cousin Campbell <laughs> kind of went both ways but yeah it's a, a natural fit and, and anybody who grew up in the state of Texas like I did um, Doug Campbell football magazine was you know part of your life so it wasn't a real natural fit uh, miss smoke you know one of the things that I think I, I've, I've always appreciated about you know working here is that we do get to partner with an award like this and mm -hmm. you know we've had a vote you know on our, on yes. our staff here uh, I have to tell you that sometimes I don't like having a vote because you guys throw too many good players on the, on the ballot <laughs> and you you're saying hey you go sort them out but uh, to me that 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 speaks to what a, what a great you know relationship we have with Sport Tyler and and with between Dave Campbell's Texas football you know the award but also Sport Tyler and, and the city of Tyler. That's right. You know we um, we both ha are spotlighting Texas athletes mm -hmm. and what was so eye opening to us was as we began to this journey and we do a weekly player of the week. You look at all of the talent pool that's out there playing all over the United States and especially with the transfer portal opening up, mm -hmm. these kids are everywhere. I mean, Bailey's a prime example, Western Kentucky. They, Up until till this past season, they hadn't even had a nominee for the award. So, um, but we, you know, we both are, are spotlighting the talent and I think that not only the name recognition between the both of us and just uh, what we do as individual organizations, it's just a perfect combination, a perfect fit for us. Well, I'm going to do something dangerous on, on live TV. Which Be is careful. Try it's to pick it's this heavy. Thing up. This thing is heavy. <laughs> it's very heavy. And this is, you know, I think people, you know, you think of like iconic trophies and stuff like that. You think of, you know, the, the Heisman Trophy and things like that. We've taken this around on our road tour and things mm -hmm. like that. You want to talk about a showstopper, uh, you know, and, and people sit, stop, and take a look at this thing, uh, and and yeah, I'm I'm glad I'm glad it's in good shape because I imagine I have to imagine <laughs> that people trying to pick this thing up don't realize how heavy it is, but but having such an iconic, you know, there's there's nothing that there's no mistaking what this award is. This is about Earl Campbell, and and there's no mistaking who Earl Campbell is and, and what he he means to the, the city of Tyler. This is just a, a super cool trophy, and I yeah. always. Ugh. Okay. Well, you can have Henry tell you a little bit more about that because Henry goes back uh, to to Earl's 
childhood days, mm -hmm. really. I mean, their families were connected, and mm -hmm. he can elaborate that on a little more. So that makes it even more special because there's a, a connection yeah. there as well. Yeah, can you tell us about that? Yeah, well, so um, the Earl's basically was a grade behind me growing up, and uh, we had a uh, one of our homesteads was close to where the Campbells lived. So the Campbells would always come, uh, and we've lived on a lake, and they would come and fish with us and stuff. So I grew up with the kids and stuff like that, and our families go go way back in, in different relationships and that kind of thing. So it was kind of fun. As a matter of fact, when, when Earl was in college at UT, you know, back then football players didn't have cars and things. And Earl certainly didn't have a car, so a lot of times he rode to school with me. And uh, that those would be interesting uh, trips. It, it, I mean this in a nice way, it may be the only time you guys were going the same speed. You know what I mean? <laughs> we were riding the same car together. Good point, yeah. Uh, it yeah. may be, because... <laughs> He, I, you, you look pretty spry. I imagine he had a, a little bit of an edge with the interview. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Wouldn't even, wouldn't even attempt that. <laughs> another, another thing, Greg, I was going to tell you that, um, you know, I grew up all over because my dad traveled in, mm -hmm. in sales, but we ended up in Plano. Mm -hmm. In my sophomore year of high school, uh, we ended up in the by district round and we played John Tyler. And Earl was mm -hmm. a senior that year. Mm -hmm. So my brother took a group of uh, girlfriends and I down there, and all I remember was Earl and like five Plano guys hanging on him. He's still running. <laughs> and of course, they won and went on to win state that year, but kind of a foreshadowing for me because who would have thought I'd at one point in my life be working you know for him yeah I gotta be honest you 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 started that story and I knew how that story was gonna end. <laughs> you know it's uh, I've, I've heard enough of those so I and finally I want to ask you guys you know the the award does honor the the most outstanding uh, you know college uh, uh, fo offensive football player you know with ties to Texas and you've had uh, unbelievable you know uh, winners you know you mentioned we mentioned the the most recent winner Bailey Zappi mm -hmm. uh, but Greg Ward jr. and Bryce Petty and, and Kyler Murray and Baker Mayfield um, do either of you guys have have a great story about them learning that they won the award or, or anything like that? Do, do either of you guys have a, a fun story from that? Well, basically, you, you know, we we do it a little bit different with our award that we don't tell the winner in advance that they're the winner. They don't really. Find out. They don't find out till that night. See, I got to be honest. I always thought it was fixed. No. I, always thought, no. I always thought they knew and stuff like that. That's really interesting. They do That's why we I'm try to get that. all the finalists to come to yeah. our award presentation. It's different than the others because the others are on the live TV show mm -hmm. on ESPN, so they have to tell them in advance mm -hmm. and have their banquets later. We don't tell ours. The only year, Cindy, correct me if I'm wrong, that we didn't was... It, it was Baker, right? Uh -huh. Because he could not get there. Mm -hmm. And so we had to tell him he won, and so we had to bring him in virtually to do it. So Got it. Yeah. Uh, so w what about the best reaction whenever it's announced? Oh, my gosh. Who would your favorite reaction? I think, um, well, for me, this year was special coming, because we had to go virtually last year. Mm -hmm. And Bailey, just because he is at a school that probably isn't looked at mm -hmm. as a top-tier school that would produce a winner for this award but uh, and he was you know all the kids were were excited to be there but he he was just very humble and but then last year when Kyle Trask won it from mm -hmm. quarterback from Florida um, same reaction just you know he couldn't believe he, he came overcame a lot of adversity to get mm -hmm. to where he was and um, and it's just they're all so um, appreciative you know and that's and I just love seeing these guys spotlighted for their hard work all season and and um, 
being thankful for where they are. Oh, it's an outstanding award, and we love being a part of it here at Dave Campbell's Texas Football. The, the Earl Campbell Tyler Rose Award, uh, Henry Bell uh, from the Tyler Area Chamber of Commerce, and Cindy Smoke from Sport Tyler. Guys, thanks for joining us and Thank talking a little bit about the award. Thank you for having us. Appreciate it. There they are, Henry Bell and Cindy Smoke with the Earl Campbell Tyler Rose Award. It was in here at one point. Uh, I moved it back, okay. and you literally have to carry it like a small child because it's so heavy. Not a small child, <laughs> a, a, a large child, beefy child. Uh, it's a very big, fun, big, large trophy, which it's awesome. I love. But uh, we, of course, love partnering with the uh, Earl Campbell Tyler Rose Award uh, there. Uh, so we appreciate uh, Cindy Smoke and Henry Bell hopping on with us. Let's go over to Ashley Pickle from America's second favorite segment. Final thoughts. Um, when we were talking about the Army game, as UTSA is going up there to play them, apparently the stadium's name is pronounced Mikey. Is it really? It said it doesn't look anything like that. It's yeah, M-I-C-H-I-E, right? Yeah, Corey James said, note from a former Army guy, West Point Stadium is pronounced Mikey, but looks nothing like that. It really does. Yeah. So I, I, I had no idea. I'm sure I knew that. And just, How did you say it? Mitchie. Mitchie, yeah. That's what it looks like. It's oh, It absolutely does. M-I-C-H-I-E, yeah, is yeah. how it is. But in any case, uh, that's where UCSA will be heading uh, the uh, the tr uh, to take on. You have a picture with the mule, right? I do. When they um, when they came and played North Texas back in like 2018. Yeah, I emceed that game, and you didn't know who I was. No, I was on the sideline too. Oh I well, there. I probably walked past. And you. um, yeah, and got a picture with that yoked mule. It's and, a, it's a good mascot um, costume. I know you cape or for suit. I know you cape for Scrappy. Mm -hmm. Um, the North Texas. Don't mascot. you dare! Don't you um, dare! It's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Thanks again to Cindy Smoke and to Henry Bell for being our guests. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please meet your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today.